So it's actually been an interesting morning. Started this morning about uh, oh, a little after four, um, doing breakfast with the guys in room in the inn. I got back to the house about six o'clock, and I was looking over the, the notes that I made for our sermon this morning, and um, God began to say, well, the outline's good, but you need to change a couple things. I hate it when that happens. I hate it when that happens. But we're just going to go with it. Davis, the slides, in the, the way that the slides are, they're not changed, so we'll be good. Um, our scripture reading this morning is from Mark. Um, and it begins this way. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than, any, than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud, This is my Son who I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had said or what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Because of me or in spite of me, O God, may your word be spoken. Speak to us and transform our lives this day and every day in Christ's name. Amen. Many churches don't recognize this day. uh, Transfiguration Sunday, even though it appears on the liturgical calendar, many, many churches just kind of go past it. Because very, very soon we're going to enter into the Lenten season. So we've just got to slide into Lent. But I believe that that transfiguration really sets up our opportunity to experience a truly holy Lenten season. So think about what's going on in the lives of, of these disciples of Jesus. They had heard not too very long before this that Jesus was going to die and be resurrected. They, they, they understood that, that things were not going to be the same. And Jesus said, look, I'm going to be with you always. And, and as much as, as we want to believe that, or they wanted to believe that, Because you see, they had journeyed with Jesus. They had seen him perform miracles. And now Jesus was taking them to a new place. He had told them that he would always be with them. Maybe not the way that they were experiencing it, but that he would be with them. 
But I believe that they probably still had preconceived ideas of what that was going to look like. In the post-resurrection stories, we hear one of the one of the followers of Christ say to Jesus, you know, Jesus was supposed to be the king. He was supposed to be our king and, and free us and, and give us a new place in the kingdom. But, but he's dead. How about us? Do we have preconceived ideas about who or what Jesus is supposed to do? So Jesus takes these these disciples, these apostles, to the mountain. And what happens in that mountain six days after the conversation about suffering and death? Well, something, it's hard to say, except by repeating the words that are written by Mark here. It says that he was transfigured. He was changed before them. The Greek word here is is um, metamorphosed, which is where we get the word metamorphosis. You know, like when a worm goes into a cocoon and becomes a butterfly? It's changed. The Bible says that in their very presence, Jesus was transformed, transfigured into something that they had not seen before. What they were used to seeing, they no longer saw. And something that they hadn't seen suddenly became evident to their frightened eyes. And what was it they saw? Well, something that is hard to describe. First of all, There were these two other guys there. Mark said that it was Moses and Elijah. Now, how did they know who they were? They didn't have name tags. There wasn't a prompter going around going, this is who these guys are. Maybe they were dressed the way that they were accustomed to seeing them. Maybe Moses had his staff. Maybe Elijah was dressed in robes. Or maybe, just maybe, they just knew. Have you ever experienced something from God and and you just knew that it was from God? You knew that you knew that you knew it was from God? One time that happened, well, many times that's happened to me, but, but one time in particular I was sharing it with someone and they said to me, they said, well, how do you know it was from God? It could have been from anybody. And I went, no, it, it was from God. I know it was from God. I went, well, prove it to me couldn't, except to say, I knew in my heart of hearts that God had come and given me that experience. Now, the interesting thing about these guys is that really we don't hear a lot about them in Mark's gospel. It says, Mark, Mark says that they were talking to Jesus You see, I think that was probably because this experience for the three weren't about Moses and Elijah. They were 
I'm almost afraid to use this word, but they were props, per se, to point to the one who was the main player. They were there to point to Jesus and who Jesus was. Moses and Elijah may have have been there to, to be representatives of the law and of prophecy. To help them understand that, that Jesus was the completion of the prophecy. That He was the one who was prophesied. And that He came to share a new understanding of what the law was about. Jesus ushered in a, a life and an experience of grace. Elijah and Moses were there, maybe, to draw attention to the one who was the Word of God made flesh. The one who was the Prince of Peace. The one who was proclaimed at his birth, Emmanuel, God with us. When you see Jesus in your life, What do you see? Do you see the Jesus that was baptized? Maybe the Jesus who was born in a manger. Do you see the Jesus who said, welcome all of the little children? Or maybe you see Jesus, the great shepherd. Can I encourage you that all of those are appropriate? All of those are okay images of God. God can be, Jesus can be transformed in our lives. He can be transfigured in our lives in ways that we need to experience Him right now. Have you ever been struggling? And you just really needed to feel a hand around you saying it's going to be okay? The great shepherd can speak that to you. But how do we respond? Now, in this gospel lesson today, I I find it interesting because the three of them looked at Jesus and said, Master, this is a good place. (laughs) This is a great place. Maybe we should build three tents. One for each each of them, Moses and Elijah, and one for you. And maybe we should hang out here. How many times have we wanted to do nothing except sit in the presence of God when Jesus and when God was telling us to go out and be the presence of God in the world? It's easy for us to sit and do nothing. Well, we're not really not doing anything. It's easy for us to experience and, 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 and bathe and, and, and just be filled with the presence of God. But it's harder to take that out into the world. Isn't it? But that's exactly what God is calling us to do, I think. We're not supposed to do nothing. We're not just supposed to sit there and and absorb it all. 
In one of the other gospel lessons, it says, no, we can't do this. We've got to go out back. But when we see the transfigured Christ in our lives, we, we want more of it. My friends, can I remind you that as we receive more, God wants us to give more? That's why we're called disciples. A disciple is one who goes out and shares and is Christ for this world. Now it's interesting, because when they said it's good for us to stay here, then suddenly the Bible, uh, Mark says that they were encompassed by a cloud and they heard a voice. This is my chosen son. Listen to him. Now this harkens back to something else, doesn't it? We began this, this journey leading up to, to um, Lent remembering the baptism of Jesus. Do you remember what happened at the baptism of Jesus? He came to the water, John baptized him, and then what happened? There was a dove and a voice, and the voice said what? This, you are my son, my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The people heard once again, Jesus was the Son of God. And he was pleased at what he was doing. There was an affirmation that as they followed Christ, that they should be listening and learning. Challenged. Challenged with some of the realities that Jesus had shared. The disciples, the followers of Christ, were struggling. And once again, I believe it was this transfiguration that was a reminder of all that they had seen Jesus do. It called them to remember exactly who Jesus was and what Jesus wants. It challenged them to act on this word by using Christ as an example This is my chosen son, the voice said. The voice of God said, This is my son. Listen to him. As Christ followers, we are called also to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit that is in us. I believe time after time after time, God speaks to us saying, you are my son, you are my daughter, you are my chosen one for this situation. You have been changed, you are being changed. Go and be my word in this world. We are called to be the hands and feet of Christ in this world that is struggling. We are called to be the voice of Christ in this world that is struggling to understand what it is that God wants for us. We are called to be the compassion of Christ and to be agents of justice. 
in a world where justice is not prevalent. We are to be the agents of love in a world where it is sometimes hard to find love. We are to be agents of truth. Where truth many times is perverted. But you might say, wow, that's a hard job. Yes, it is. But you got it. You're able to do it. Why? Well, because number one, you've been transformed. You've been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. You have been transformed into something, some person, some being that is able to speak on behalf of God. You have been given and will be given the words that you need to say. You will be given everything you need to do the job that God has for you. But again, I'm going to take us back to what the bishop reminded us last week. God's got your back. You know, I have heard that again in my mind 15 times this week. I needed to hear that last week. Not because of where I was, but because of where I was going. I don't know about y'all, but this was a weird week. This past week was a weird week in my world. And in the places that I was struggling, I needed to hear those words again. God's got your back. But you know, Bishop McAlilly reminded us of something else. It's not that God's got your back. God has always had your back, and God will always have your back. I mean, isn't that a cool thought? In, in this transformative time, when Jesus was transfigured and asked, as he shared with, with his disciples as they were going down the mountain, I can imagine kind of what was going on in their heads. I bet you they heard Jesus say, hearing, I'm sorry, I bet they were hearing Jesus say again in their head, even if he didn't mention it, I will be with you always. My friends, God has a plan. Sometimes it's hard for us to see. These disciples knew that they were part of God's plan. They knew that they were chosen to be part of the transformative power of Christ in the world. They knew that they had a job As Christ followers, we also have a job. We have a job to do all that we can do to be instruments of love. Transformative powers of grace, of justice, of presence. We are called to be a positive voice in a negative world. And yes, it's going to be hard. But only Jesus can help us do that. You can try to do it on your own. 
You can try to, to, to think through it. You can try to reason through it. You can try anything you want through it. But by Jesus only will it be possible. We are on a journey. We're on a journey as the people of God. We are on a journey as Good Shepherd. We are on a journey as people in Hendersonville. We are on a journey. And we may not know exactly where that journey is going to take us. But what we do know is only Jesus can get us through. I don't know what your week's going to be like. According to the weatherman, it's supposed to be really an interesting one. But only Jesus. Only Jesus knows. Jesus has a plan. Jesus has a purpose. Jesus has a goal for you, for me, and for this world. Can I challenge you? We're getting ready to start the Lenten season. We're getting ready to look at the the things that lead us to the cross. And, And on this side of the resurrection, the cross really makes sense, doesn't it? Jesus had to die. Jesus had to be raised. But if we were on the other side, can you imagine the confusion? The fear? The challenge of the followers of Christ? Many times we find ourselves in that place. But remember, Bishop McAlilly's words, God's got your back. God will have your back. But remember that we only do this only through Jesus. May that be so in your life and in my life, in our lives as we celebrate together. So be it. Amen. Hear these words from Psalm 50, verses 1 through 6. The Mighty One, God the Lord speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun till its setting. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes and does not keep silence. Before Him is devouring fire and a mighty tempest all around Him. He calls to the heavens above the earth that they may judge, that He may judge His people. Gather to me my faithful ones who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens declare this righteousness, for God himself is the judge. We are God's people. We are God's beloved. We are sinners redeemed by God's grace. We are friends of God. Jesus, friend of sinners, 
morning, our GSUMC kids reminded us of a very important thing, at least it's what mine says. It says, Jesus loves you very much. You are loved by a God who was transfigured, transformed, and calls us to be transfigured and transformed into something that will change the world. You are loved. And as loved people go forth from this place, loving all that God created, even the ones that just struggle to love, love them even more. May the grace and peace of the God who has transformed us, who is transformed and will always be transforming, may that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you and go with you this day and every day. Go serve God. Go in peace. Amen.